0: Yes, sir, we promised you a great man here tonight. yes, running the world watching. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We have survived hell in a cell, and the number one hundred and thirty third best sports and recreation podcast on planet earth continues on. Delayed, but here. I am Peter Rosenberg, excuse me, and I am joined by Big Daddy G, a.k.a. SGG, no stat, a.k.a. Stat Stat Guy Greg, a.k.a. the head of the Black Power Rankings. Uh, SGG, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. I'm doing well.
0: I know Um, you had a rough week, and I'm I'm, uh, saddened to hear about uh, the the passing of your your friend's mom. I know it it, uh, took you off track this week, and... Had to do all kinds of not fun things. But we, uh, I think I speak for all peckerheads when I say we're sending our, our love and prayers.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I saw some of the tweets. So I appreciate I appreciate all the love and, and support.
0: Well, SGG, I'm going to start with something that's going to shock you. And I'm not saying we're going to do this forever. But I will tell you right now, we are going to do something brand new. And that is right now, two minutes into the podcast, get into your black power Ranking oh, I'm black, yo, and, I'm black, yo, and I'm
1: black and I'm black, yo, and I'm black, and I'm black, Ooh, yo, I'm right black, black and I'm black and black and I'm
0: black The reason I'm doing this is because of the climate we live in in this country. Right now, we are so divided that I heard from Rick Rubin this week, who said he was deeply offended that I do the black power rankings at the end. <laughs> and he was considering a protest of cheap heat and we will not see i'm not like the nfl i listen to the people if the people protest and feel there's disrespect for the black power rankings well then guess what i'm, I'm going to send a message now i think at some point we should probably move it to maybe like the early beginning part of the show but the fact that he thought the black power rankings was an afterthought was so offensive to me so deeply hurt yeah we can't that have that I said no, no, Rick Rubin, no, 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 no. Right now, let's get into it. No time to waste. Your Black Power Rankings. Very curious to see what you do this week for a couple of reasons. SGG, get busy.
1: Well, it's it's interesting that you mentioned um, the climate in the country, uh, you know, socially and politically, because I, I felt like this week's Black Power Rankings was was a especially good time to go off course and throw in an honorable mention from um way out of left field and here gonna, we go yeah i'm going to go with um jamel hill as an honorable mention in the black power oh my rankings. god i've
0: never i got to tell you this is a very interesting choice and i'm going to have to talk to some people about whether this is possible for the black power rankings at in in professional wrestling but please continue
1: yeah i'm going to have to go with jamel hill um and just to just to show my support she's the honorable mention for for reasons right, so- that i can elaborate on later
0: Oh, Shout out to Jamel Hill uh, one time for sure. Talked to her this week. She's the homie and a very admirable human being and soul. Now, in turn, that means you've, you've now used your honorable mention. So you well, only have five slots now, SGG.
1: Here's the other thing, though. This week was – this is, this is going to sound even more crazy than that because this week was so mage, but um, one thing was more mage than all the rest. So that thing – that was so mage, just dropped everybody into honorable mention status. I mean, everybody. Now,
0: I'm assuming you're talking about Hell in a Cell. Am yes. I wrong?
1: The New, Day is, the New Day is the Black Power Rankings this week. That was not only one of the yeah, best. No, no, but this is ridiculous. The New Day were losers. Losers.
0: Losers. To so the Usos. Losers. And the fact that you, this racial separation, that, that the Usos don't belong in the Black Power Rankings. Let me ask my boy, Bascom Rasan, who happens to be in here from the radio station, who's uh, abreast of all things black, though he probably has no idea who we're talking about. Do you believe that the Usos, who are of Samoan descent, should be included in the black power rankings? Yeah. Do You hear that? <laughs> I did. And Bascom, where's your family from? Trinidad. His, he's Trinidadian. This is, a, this is a man who knows these things. He's a righteous brother. <laughs> and he says... The Usos and Smok- so the fact that you 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 literally look right over the Usos, the winners, the the the,
1: the new tag team champions. Oh my the five, god! All the right, five continue. time tag team champions. The five time five tag times. Team champion, That's one more time than the New Day Mike. That you. is that is one more time than the New Day. And and I will say this: together, they have made magic happen, and it seems like they've always been able to uh, to up the ante. So. You know what? You're right. I'll I'll let them split this one. They are they. No, are you the know what? On second thoughts, but
0: Greg, you can't. You cannot allow a white man to jump in and dictate who can be in the black power rankings. <laughs> who do I think I am? I'm just. No, you didn't. White bar- people get to decide this. Bar- disgusting. <laughs> you didn't. Well, white man. I white man always that. trying to tell someone how to protest. Always trying to tell someone who needs to be in the black
1: power rankings. Enough is enough. It's time for a the <laughs> Our Trinidadian friends said they should be in, and, uh, and you know I got to listen to the community as well. It's not all about me. So. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, all right. Ridden. Who else? But yeah, um, honorable mention though, Velveteen Dream and Leo Rush. Um, they had a they had a really good match on NXT last not not last night Wednesday night. Um, Yo, I can't believe Young Leo Rush is already on TV. Oh yeah, Crazy. he was ready. He was ready. They like. There's no denying that he was ready. I saw him at uh at Final Battle in December, uh, this past December, and I thought he was he was amazing. Like that was my first time seeing him live, and he blew me away. So I'm glad to see that he's in WWE, and hopefully he makes it up to the main roster, um, at least in the year. But yeah, Velveteen Dream Leo. He's Rush. so young.
0: Leo is like 12 years old, bro.
1: Yeah, he's gonna. Hopefully, he has a long career ahead of him too. Like he works that WWE style, doesn't take too many, you know, you know that safer style, doesn't get injured too much, and he can just stay there and go for a long time. Hopefully. Yeah.
0: Knock on wood. All right. Keep going. SGG.
1: But yeah, um, Booker T, as always, for his commentary, um, he was just particularly off the rails this week. I thought um, there, I th- <laughs> there's some people there's some people out there,
0: SG, who, as much as we honor, respect, and love Booker T, there are people out there who possibly believe that when you include him for being off the rails, it's almost sarcastic.
1: No, I loved I love his commentary. I love how every few seconds he says, you know, gotta love it. Um gotta love it. Gotta love it. I love how that's like his exclamation point on everything. Um I love how fast he got out of his seat when the shield came over the uh triple power bomb Braun Strowman. Like uh as much as I love Corey Graves' commentary and you know, Michael Cole, Booker T is the star for all the intangibles. Wow. Yeah, I, love it I respect I love it. it. Um but yeah, like I said, New Day they just have to dominate the entire Black Power rankings this week. New Day and the Usos together. Because that Hell in a Cell was incredible. Well,
0: let's, let's pick it up right there then. You know, uh, th- it was an amazing match. And I think what I really enjoyed about that, about their match, was not only did I love the match itself, but I sort of enjoyed the, the babyface Usos turn on Tuesday. And... Thought timing-wise, it makes sense. How can you root against these dudes? They're, 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 it's not, it's, you know, sometimes we talk about people who clearly are bad guys and are being booked as good guys. This is one that's the opposite. These guys are being booked as bad guys, but what they do is so dope and so, it's, it's so hard not to cheer that I like the move. And frankly, the second I saw them get together at the beginning of SmackDown, all I could think about was the five of them together on a Survivor Series team
1: well that would be dope but then who could even compete with them who can even come close which well the five? thing is
0: it'll be interesting to see if, if i think the, the the real challenger moving forward for who won who won the um who won the tag match
1: on the was, smackdown i forget. it was
0: um shelton benjamin and chad gable all right perfect well good that works with what i was going to say anyway which is that i believe that that's who it has to be moving forward Okay. You know, like, in terms of interesting things that could happen and, like, something I could be excited about, don't you think it has to be Shelton Benjamin and Chad Gable?
1: I I, I like where your head is at, especially with um, how athletic Whoa. they are. Pause. Um, no,
0: but we, I got yelled at. Someone yelled at me for a pause uh, this week after last week's podcast, and I just want to point out, I no longer in 2017 – Hughes, pause. I think all of us agree. And I've actually seen the same guy who's standing with me right now, um, my buddy Rasan, say the same thing. Uh, use it this way. It's no, no longer about gay um, behavior that you say, pause. It's about unintentionally sexual behavior. But
1: that's what it always was, though, too. like
0: I know, but some people, and I understand why, but some people, because maybe the original origins of it did have a homophobic feel. If no, you say, original- pause, and Original, if you say pause in 2017, it it to me is just like whoops. I wasn't trying to say something that sounded sexual. I don't care if it's to a guy or a girl.
1: That's how that's how it originally was, too, though. But then like No, when, it wasn't. This, I don't think
0: so. I don't think the, the early, way Cam and the, them did it was no, that.
1: I, but but see, because you cut me off. In the early 90s, like when people were saying it, that's what it was. Like you say something that's unintentionally sexual, and then you say pause, and then you stop yourself. And then like even oh, and then they added a different it, yes phrase. when then when it like then when they came around, and that other phrase became synonymous with pause, and now that's when, you know Greg, when it this is a great up. point
0: out of you, this is a great point out of you,
1: so only for that brief little period where those two phrases one and the same, but pause was originally like when you say something that like might have like a double meaning and you don't wanna get caught up in that second meaning, they' like is. paused. Like, Yo, yeah, I got to
0: tell you, you haven't had wrestling stats very often recently, but what incredible pause stats you just brought to the table. <laughs> I, never, I never thought I'd see this. This is unbelievable.
1: Well, it's a, it's a um, new, the new, new era. It is. It's the
0: new, new era. And we're mo- who knows? We may be moments away from the new, new, new era. We'll find out. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> But I have to say I, this I, about I, the Usos, too, though. Go ahead. Was it a turn? Did they turn babyface? Because they mentioned specifically, like... They respected the New Day, right? But does that respect for the New Day and um, like, you know, the the honorable up and up behavior that they're gonna have towards the New Day, does that translate to the rest of the tag team division? Could they just as easily be like Jordan and Gable, we respect the New Day. We don't respect you here's to the, earn our here's respect. Here's the
0: thing though. Because the New Day participated in it also and it was like the showing of mutual respect. If those five are all down with each other, those are the most cheered for people in the tag division on SmackDown. So by default to me, almost everyone becomes um, a heel, except they pointed out specifically, not Brizango, because they know they had to say, nah, Brizango's cool. Brizango's cool because they know that they're baby faces. So, so, do you, so they, does that necessarily
1: they, make – see, I didn't see that as the five of them coming together. I saw that as the five of them showing respect, and, and then when the Usos were, like, verbally getting at everybody, I thought that made them say, like, yeah, well, we here, respect the New Day, but the rest of your tag team's like, nah. Nah, and but here's, here's why – here's why
0: – here's why SGG, I don't see it that way. Because, A, they, team, they, they linked up and had a cool, sincere moment of respect much more than just a simple handshake after a match. They had a, a promo, basically, about respect with the most good guy tag team in the entire company. So, A, they had that. And then when they're calling everyone else trash, New Day makes it specific to be like, nah, not Breezango. They're cool. Everyone else left there does not have a – I mean, honestly, people have cheered for Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin, but they don't, They could easily turn into bad guys. Hype bros, those guys get booed ridiculously now. yeah. So, so in my about the hype bros, that's exactly it. That's why actually I I think I love them as bad guys. I think that could be them. They could obviously be so annoying as like I think it works perfectly. So I actually believe that that basically set the tone of like Brizongo, New Day, and the Usos will be the main good guys in the tag division. That's how I saw that. Could be wrong.
1: Okay. Yeah, I I thought that the tag team division was going to basically remain the same, but that the Usos. Like, the teams they respected, you'd see a different side of the Usos and the team they didn't. It was just going to be business as usual. Um, but
0: either way, I agree with your assessment. Those tag teams were amazing. Um, you know, even though I predicted on the kickoff show that um, Natty and Charlotte would steal the show, and that is not what happened. That's not where that story went. Well, it was um, tough, I think though. I, I, can't, I can't even – you can't really say – here's the thing. You can no longer say the tag match stole the show because we all knew it was going to be the best match.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, I feel like the two Hell in a Cell matches were what they were supposed to be. They were the two best matches on the card, but the other matches on the card weren't bad. They were, like, that was a strong pay-per-view.
0: Oh, I saw a lot of strong reviews for the pay-per-view, and I think people were most surprised that they enjoyed the um, U.S. triple threat match.
1: Yeah, the same. Like... I mean, don't did me you real. did you actually enjoy a Baron Corbin performance? I enjoyed a, a a Ty Dillinger and AJ Styles performance and Baron Corbin was there and he won, but um
0: Come on, you do you think he was bad? You didn't enjoy him at all?
1: No, I thought, I thought he did well. I thought they I think um triple threat matches are designed that way though. that like it covers up everybody's weak points, so like it's hard to have a triple threat match where anyone looks trash.
0: That is a fair point. Um but I thought he I th- I thought he was good. Um I didn't, you know, I would have liked to have gotten into it with him more on talking smack. I would like to have talked more smack with him. But <laughs> I'm hoping that, listen, he's gotten a lot of opportunities. They yes. obviously see, they see a lot in him. And I think he's got to make this one go. Like, he's got to, he has got to do some things here that mean something. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. And, you know, Tom will tell if I'm right or wrong about this. I don't think he can, but we'll see. He's already had like a new swagger to him. So that's good. Um, he seems to be okay with the fact that he has the U.S. championship. Even though, you know, when people chant, where's my briefcase and you hold up a championship. It should be the WWE championship, but that's okay.
0: Listen, you got to take what you can get. That's yeah.
1: Um,
0: So obviously the, the biggest thing that people will talk about after the pay-per-view would be the Hell in a Cell match between Shane McMahon and KO. And I got to tell you, I I so I, originally beforehand, I was really of the mindset that probably because I'm just like a naysayer and knew it wouldn't happen, that I really wanted Shane to win this match. Um, but oh my gosh, and I just realized I forgot something. After we talk about this match, Greg, I have a major, pretty major giveaway for our listeners. Pretty, oh, well. <laughs> ma- pretty major giveaway to to give the details to. Um, right after this story. But, anyways, yeah, I, I the one thing that I had was I kind of wanted Shane to go over. I, I thought that it had been 11 years since Shane has won a singles match, as we talked about, or, you know, I don't know if we gave that number last week, but we certainly talked about how long it had been. And. Yep. I just felt like, you know, it would be cool if every blue moon people knew Shane could get a win, so when he comes back, you question it. A lot of people disagree with me about that and are like, it really doesn't matter. It's not like Shane's trying to compete for a title ever again. So really, it doesn't matter how often it wins. It just matters that he comes back and has a brutal match with people, and they know that when you're going to war with Shane, it's going to be war. I think that's a fair argument, by the way. I I get it.
1: Um, Yeah, that.
0: So I guess that's what the only thing that. I was looking for, SGG, that I didn't get was that. But I mean, everything else and ultimately the Sami Zayn involvement, I got to tell you, I thought it was awesome.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't see the Sami Zayn thing coming at all, like not at all. But but in in retrospect, um, KO did an interview on the Brian Campbell's podcast that they aired and I thought it was kind of odd at the time that in the interview he mentioned, you know, him and Sammy being brothers. Like, he tried to kind of sell a little bit of everything else, but he mentioned, you know, Sammy was his brother at the end of the day. And then, looking back, it's almost like he telegraphed what was about to happen in that interview. Because here comes Sammy Zane, who saves him, and then Tuesday night follows up with the fact that, yeah, they have been enemies, and they have been partners and this and that but at the end of the day they're brothers and like you just didn't see it coming at all though i was of the mindset that they would be bitter enemies the whole time they were in wwe together
0: i thought it. Would, you know i thought they did a good when you look back you could be like oh um wait what was the you could be like wait didn't they have that moment in which sammy tried to talk to shane and then shane was like how about you handle your business i'll handle mine And I kind of forgot about that. I thought that was really nicely done and nuanced and not super obvious and enough that you can look back and go, I get it. And then also Sammy, it's a great opportunity for Sammy Zane who needed something else. And I've been saying that for a long time. I mean, it's been a while now since I thought Sammy needed some sort of rebranding because I always thought it was kind of confusing. Like what he stood for was confusing. And... This is such a great way of doing it because now there's the story to tell between them, and he gets to say it makes sense. It it literally his promo made sense as to why he's had enough. That's why I loved it.
1: For as many things as there are that don't make sense, this made sense. And and it's really interesting too. Like it's super interesting to see where they go, um, where they go from here. But just to back up a little bit, like. Like you said, though, the match itself was was real great. And it's hard to especially um, in pro wrestling where like the fans have been watching for so long that we almost see everything coming. And like it's hard to shock us like this hell in a cell was kind of scary even like they got to the top of the cell and every bump was like. Just please come down. Like I don't want the cell to break. <laughs> with Did, okay, guys so on top of so it. that's the experience
0: Renee and I had. We were sitting at the talking smack desk, watching it. We have monitors below us and watching it through the table in the monitors. And we were literally both like getting agita and being like, "Just get down, get down." And I thought, I thought the reason I was having that reaction more than ever was because I was working but you're telling me it wasn't that there was something about this match that made you just feel please get off the cell
1: cuz like every bump at the top of the cell looked like the one that was going to send them crashing through the roof Yo, of the look, cell and
0: like the power bomb it had was some incredible. extra
1: bounce to it yeah the the power bomb but then like there was a suplex spot too and um and it's like they don't know where they're going to land too so like they i'm sure they tried to do everything so that you fall Within that little square, I don't know how big it is, but um, the steel support beams going through like people's feet landed on that, or like their limbs that just flew anywhere landed on that, and like they were pretty banged up. I'm just glad they didn't go through. I don't mind them going off the cell, but I didn't, I'm glad they didn't go through. Yeah, now I will say this part of me wishes.
0: I would have loved if Shane could have. I don't know if it's possible. Is it possible to land the elbow off the cell? I mean, I don't. We it's don't know.
1: Possible. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's possible, but, but gee, like it's possible, it's
0: possible to crash through the table. But is it possible to crash through the table with someone else there? Because if that's possible. I would have loved if instead of him missing it, he actually hit it and then afterwards Sammy came out and instead of Shane, like let's say Shane's about to put his arm on KO but he has nothing left. Instead, Sammy just rolls over Shane and drags KO onto Shane instead because like because the fall would have taken them both out anyway. So like he, he hits the elbow but loses the match cuz of Sammy. But my guess is I sound like an ignoramus right now and there's no feasible way to land that move. That's my assumption.
1: Yeah, just from coming that high, I don't I don't know. I assume that it's doable, but I really don't know.
0: Yeah, I just don't know if there's enough precision like that's possible to do. Um and I was yeah, Maybe there is,
1: but I don't know that Shane has that precision.
0: When I spent last week revisiting some cells, I felt that that the Mick Foley bump is the greatest thing ever and
1: the one where he got thrown off
0: yeah and it, it's just so unbelievable to me that they were able to figure that out it's it's just not even it doesn't the idea that you could just toss him and he would be able to you know just know that he would make it and hit enough of it to be okay, it'll never be matched. That will never be matched. It it can't. We don't live in an era right now where you can do that. The, The era we live in, the most amazing thing you can do is what Shane does. And that is amazing. I'm not taking anything away from it, but make no mistake, Shane completely measures it and then jumps. And that's insane. But it's not as insane as essentially Mick Foley running and jumping off. And when Mick Foley did it, he turned over in the air. He went head first, bro. He went head first and turned his body over. And obviously... Yeah,
1: there was a rotation.
0: There's a rotation, so he lands on his back. That will... It, it, it's never going to get surpassed, and I'm okay with that. I mean, honestly, they were, like, booing when they came off the cell. I was so happy when they came off the cell.
1: Yeah, me too. Like, I, I don't know. I don't. I, I mean... Part of going to those wrestling shows, I guess, you get like a bloodlust and you want to see the the worst, like the most insane things happen. But um, and maybe maybe I would have had that same feeling if I was in the audience, especially like front row or anything else, or like one of the floor seats, something like that. Maybe I would have had that same thought of like, I can't wait to see one of them go through. But but sitting at home, I was just like come down come like there's no need to be on top of the cell like especially with as much malice and brutality that they that they threw at each other beforehand like just you don't need like something bad is gonna happen up there
0: um the uh only thing i could see
1: sgg truly
0: having bloodlust for is if it was two delicious chickens having a hell in a cell match (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah!
0: If it was two delicious chickens going to war, you're thinking, "I want both of them to jump off the cell and die," and and then I want to partake immediately. <laughs> and I would love if we have a, a talented deep fryer. I, I would love if we had a talented artistic person out there who could draw the image of two chickens having a hell in a cell match with a hungry <laughs> with a hungry SGG, maybe knife and fork in hand, sitting at
1: ringside. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: what i want
1: i want to see a chicken hell in a cell match the artwork that's good that you're going to inspire from that comment is going to range uh, from from terrible to amazing
0: all right so here i
1: guarantee you it's going to be flooded now
0: listen maybe if we actually get one of those that looks good i'll give them a prize but i'll tell you this i have a few copies of uh, WWE 2K18 SGG to give away. SGG, oh what system is are you? Oh, PS4. So then, in that case, I have one for you, so I have one more PS4, and I have two Xbox Ones to give away. Oh my away. god,
1: did I just win? I just won the give, SGG, a giveaway?
0: SGG, you, because you inspired the image of the Chicken Hell in a Cell match, uh, you win already. But for the audience, SGG, what I wanted to do, because I wanted to use this to our benefit, because why not, is I want to give these three games away, two Xbox Ones and one PS4, WWE 2K18. But I wanted to involve the audience getting other people to subscribe, rate, and and comment on the podcast on iTunes. So, like, what I was thinking of, how could we get the most proof, like, snapshots of other people who rated and commented with the date? Like, we need to be able to see that these comments just went up. How do we do that, SGG?
1: How do we get proof of that? Well, you could have people comment with um and leave either like their Instagram name or their Twitter handle or um or an email address maybe not an email address but definitely like a, a social media handle yeah and then so maybe maybe the if they get e- other
0: people to sign up the other people shout out their handle
1: right and then like if there's somebody that got maybe Thirty or whatever, 50, 30 to fifty people. Or whatever. I'm just throwing out a random number, but whoever gets the most or like the top three with their handles in the comments. Do you think people are capable of this, SGG?
0: Is this too much of an ask? I mean, for people to get new pecker heads on board? Because once I don't they, think
1: that's that much of an ask. Right. I don't. Right? Think, I don't
0: think so, so, so how about this, SGG? I'll read the comments. Okay, I will read the comments. The three most shouted out social handles over the next—we'll uh, give them through Monday. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. Over over the next. Wanna get
0: this in... Yeah, we got to give them. We got to give them the beginning of next week too. So maybe by like midday Tuesday. Over the next four days or so, the most shouted out handle in the comments, but but it has to be from different unique people, those top three will win the WWE 2K18s. Is that fair? That sounds fair. It's pretty easy. We'll send it to you. No problem. Come to your house. Boom, pow, surprise. Might even even (laughs) throw in a something bonus. Might even throw in a t-shirt. You know, a, a Rosenberg vintage shirt that I need to get away with, get away, uh, get rid of. So if someone really steps up and bodies it, that's what I'll do. Um, so go do that and we'll lace you with some 2K18s. But yeah, SGG, I had a ball. Um, I had a ball at Hell in a Cell. It was the first event that I think since working there that I never once went out on the floor and watched. I did not go out and feel it out. I just stayed back. I was watching them. I'll tell you the truth. It's because I was watching the monitor and I was watching the Yankees game on my um, on my iPad. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. So by you must the way.
1: have you must have had a nice setup.
0: I did. I had a good situation in the old TV locker. Um, by the way, you want to know those mage? Mo- I had two mage things happen um, backstage that I will share with everybody. Um, actually, dare I say three? I'm going to tell you one funny thing that I find hilarious. SGG, how happy does it make you as the captain of the Black Power Rankings, the voice of all things blackness and pro wrestling today? How much do you love that when I first had my first meal in catering, and this happens, I got to say, pretty regularly, just because of the people that I'm friends with, that I very very often end up at a table in catering that is all black except me. <laughs> that's not surprising I had lunch on Sunday with uh, me the new day and Shelton Benjamin you have to love that SGG we,
1: where were Oh, I was going to say where were guys like Rich Swann and all those but they are they're on uh, yeah, they're two of, Raw. exactly
0: exactly um, yeah but I got to talk to Shelton for a while which I've, I've never really done so it was cool to catch up with Shelton but uh, I just thought that would pop you Um but the other cool things that happened were number one, I saw Randy Orton backstage, and he and he really like his his hello, his greeting was really that if he knew who I was, it was shocking.
1: What I mean, come on! What,
0: I no, I, mean, I don't care what you say. I, don't, I do not. I'm serious. This is not false modesty. You know, there are people in there who have been there for a long time who are legends who really don't – I assume don't care what's on the network, don't care what's on the kickoff shows. Now listen, over enough time, I guess I expect that in time most everyone will learn who I am. But Randy is one of those guys – don't you understand why him in particular seems like someone who could easily never know you?
1: Well, yeah, and he does have like sort of a reputation for not even caring caring. about (laughs) – That stuff, yeah, and
0: and and it's kind of part of his appeal. Like Randy, sort of always seems cool because he doesn't seem to really care. You know, doesn't (laughs) he doesn't seem like a mark for the business at all? He just seems like he was born into it. You know, he's so he is such a third-generation superstar. Like that's who he is. He's third, right? Yeah, he is. I always forget. I always I always forget Grandpa, which is a disgrace. Um. So that was cool. And then the other one that I popped for, speaking of legends who I assume will never know me, was I was sitting, watch, I was in, so I was in the TV locker room. Uh, there's a locker called TV Locker or whatever that's for the announcers. It's not, you don't go to the regular men's locker room. That's for, that's for the workers. And I sit in the TV locker room and it was just like later in the night. And I was just sitting there and I heard someone yell, PETA! And I turned around and it was PSAs. And I popped for that big. What? Yeah, I was surprised by that one too. I was like, PSAs actually knows who I am now? This is lit.
1: This is lit. <laughs> it's crazy. So they those are were... plans for you that, that Randy or, and then uh PSAs are in on. What'd you say? That has to be what it is. So they must have something big planned for you that uh Randy Orton uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, PSAs are right. already. It's a storyline.
0: It's a storyline. I'm gonna f- <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna feud I'm gonna feud with Randy and be managed by PSAs like the Hardy boys back in the day. It's gonna be managed.
1: Now and also I please just, wanna just say, agree to eat an RKO for, for all oh, of this.
0: I, I gotta tell you right now, nothing would make me happier if during the time working in WWE I got to take one RKO. I wonder yes, how please. hard it is. How hard do you think that is?
1: Oh man, I mean, I don't know. It depends, right? Like, I don't know. I it has it. to come I, out of nowhere. How too, do you so do you it? Can't even be ready for it. Because you have to. You have to. You can't just crumple.
0: To do it well, you have to jump and put your legs back straight. Right. You don't just crumple. That's what people don't realize. I think so much about bumping. Right? right. Is like that's why. All due respect. All due respect to the to the god. That's why Vince couldn't really take an RK, uh, uh a stunner. A stunner. He crumpled. He crumpled on the stunner. Yeah. You got to you got to fly. Yeah, you got
1: to just do it like a trust fall. Like once you feel once you feel him um, like his hands like he's got his own around your neck, you just got to got to trust it and just let it go, just drop. But you also got to like it, fly a little bit. You can't just
0: you, your legs got to go up too. It's we're, I'm going to do some research into this, and also to all the haters. I, I occasionally
1: get, yeah, the and like, definitely like stick stick your neck out though. Don't just like like make sure you give a little bit because you got to work with them.
0: I know. Believe me, I'll do my best when this happens, and hopefully it's through a table that would be made. so talking smack table, perhaps.
1: <laughs> no, you're going to destroy the mon- Like this, this table sounds state of the art. You got so monitors in the table for for those for the people who randomly hate though, and I
0: I'd be curious from the people. And everyone who listens now knows how sensitive I am. I like to hear from people who actually say nice things. I hope that stories like that don't come across as putting myself over and quite the opposite, put me over as the mark that I am that I'm just still happy to be doing it.
1: I, I hope it comes across that way because that's what it is. But also who doesn't want that like inside that, – that that sneak peek? You know what I mean? Like, I hope so. I think that's part of the bonus. Do they I, – I don't understand because like do they prefer it almost like – like with some of these other people do it like oh we have a source and our source say do they prefer that middleman and then like this idea that that person is still somehow disconnected from what's happening there like i don't know
0: yeah i try to walk i try to walk a line of of us like you know of, of giving inside stuff that's cool personal stories that doesn't ultimately is not Giving anything away. And I also don't want to ever seem like I'm going to be too cool for school. Like, I'm always going to be excited about this. If I ever get to the point that I'm not excited to be there and not thrilled to do everything they give me, then what am I doing? Like, I have enough jobs. Like, the, the reason I want to go travel on the weekend after working both jobs is because it's a dream. And I always hope, um, you know, nerdy as it is, that like the listeners of the podcast feel like they're going along for the ride um and that when they when i pop up on by the way it is funny though how how used to my appearing on tv is jew world order at this point the group chat now doesn't even say anything during the show (laughs) (laughs) they used to like i used to get like running commentary this is so mage oh that was great what about this this week I, i heard from dipperstein on the side um, but I, but there was not even any conversation. Zach Linder was like, "I'm going to the movies. I'm
1: watching later." I was like, "You son of a!" <laughs> right? It's like when you drop your kid off at school in in kindergarten, and when you drop them off when they're like in sixth grade or fifth grade, it's like All no right, one well, cares anymore. All right, we'll see you. when you get back. And yeah, I'm going to be okay. It'll be, it'll be fun.
0: Tell us and how I'm, it was. And I'm gone again next week, off to Minneapolis for for TLC. So I'll try to get you some more uh, interesting stories. Maybe I'll take my RKO, which is going to be
1: another good one, man.
0: Yeah. So let's let's move along. We you know we talked we talked about as far as SmackDown goes. We talked about the where the tag division uh, sits. Um, you know, the only problem I see right now on SmackDown is like, do people care, and where are we going with the WWE Championship? Jinder Mahal, and where are we going with Shinsuke Nakamura? Because you know, I mean, I think I think the story that was told in Charlotte Natty is is the right one. I think the place to go is for Charlotte to keep chasing Natty. So I'm cool with that. I, I even though it was not what I expected, I loved that Char, that Natty got really booed. Because sometimes Natty can easily just start getting cheered a little bit because all the all the uh, smart fans know she's like you know the, her pedigree. So I liked that she sort of ruined the match and just beat her up outside the ring. I thought it was like so disappointing that it made it sort of it made it sort of awesome. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean.
0: Because everyone just starts to assume like oh they're gonna have a war and I was like no you're not getting a classic right now. I'm just beating her ass. F her dad. <laughs> F the damn thirty for thirty, okay. I'm ne- I'm Natalia, and I I enjoyed that. So like I think that is in a good place. You still have Carmella hovering out there, and by the way, beauty of Carmella is she can lose. She can lose like she did this past week to Becky, because Becky needs to keep staying hot and relevant to see where she goes next. And it doesn't matter when Carmella loses, because ultimately Cause she when still
1: miss Money in the Bank. She She's still, still miss Money still in the Bank.
0: Like. And she can still sneak and connive. Yep. So I think I think the one spot that I'm a little bit confused about is the WWE Championship slash Shinsuke Nakamura SGJ.
1: Um, same. I I'm ready for a Shinsuke Nakamura title run, and and um, I'm not saying that I'm over a Jinder Mahal title run, but I'm just I just like you said, I don't know. What the plan is here? I'm not completely turned off yet, to the point where like I'm gonna rebel or like I'm still gonna wait out and see where this goes. Because hopefully, in the end, when we look back, it does sort of pay off a little bit. But right now, I just am not sure what's happening. Did what did Jinder do this week? What was that? What did
0: Jinder do on SmackDown this week?
1: He wasn't there. Full off he was not there. I know Nakamura and I believe Randy Orton had a tag match against They did. Aiden English and Rusev and they mentioned they mentioned Jinder Mahal. Um but I don't think he was on screen at all. And you know what? I'm not mad at that. If they're moving on
0: from Shinsuke Nakamura right now or even if they're not a little break there to kind of reset and give Jinder a breather to come back and have it mean something, I'm fine with that. Um I got to tell you real quick on the kickoff show Aiden English sort of won me over doing the kickoff show with him I I enjoyed I sort of understood the nuance and the difference now I'm getting I I understood the difference more between him and Elias and I and I like the uh I grew to like the he's just like Rusev's fanboy uh a bit but I I do want I'm, st- I'm still Bruce walking with Elias, mage.
1: though. If I have to choose between the two of them, I'm walking with Elias. Oh, you're walking with
0: Elias? You're a big
1: Elias walker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 absolutely. I love that he has a new song out every every week. Uh, I love he, he's, his ring work is mage. Uh, yeah, I'm walking with Elias, man. No disrespect he's all, to Aiden English. He's I'm walking gin- with Elias.
0: Elias is also ginormous. So... SGG. Before we get to some TLC talk, of course we'll we'll get into it really next week, but uh, let's move over to Raw for a little bit, shall we? Obviously, if you follow me on Twitter, anyone you know, I am very into. I'm not. I'm very into Alexa Bliss and Mickey James right now, which I, I just think they're both being great. I, I think this is a storyline that could have easily been a throwaway while we're waiting to get to something else, and I give props to both of them. For instead of this being filler, this has become its own thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. This Monday, it was about one one thing for me. And there was a lot that happened on Monday. Um, new Cruiserweight champion, apparently Neville, uh, walked out on Monday. And we haven't seen him. Uh, he wasn't on 205 Live. Yeah, I'm either. trying to
0: get an answer on that. I, I don't know what's going on with that.
1: If Neville really yeah. walked out. I don't know, um, Pro Wrestling Sheet reported that he walked out, but then now there's another report that he was simply a no-show and that he didn't walk out. Um, both reports are saying that he's been unhappy with his position in the company. Either way, that may or may not have been what led to um, Kalisto becoming the Cruiserweight champion, but with all of that going on on Monday, the big thing... For Wait, me... and
0: also, also Sister Abigail... Right, uh... Sister Abigail... Bray and
1: Bo, by the way,
0: both not at the show, which is sort of interesting.
1: But it's all about the shield. Uh,
0: I knew it. I knew. It. Did you? For me. Did you scream? Did you scream like a little girl at home?
1: I passed out. I fainted. No. <laughs> um, I enjoyed it though. Like I, I, I couldn't believe it. Like I mean, I could because I saw it coming. But it was dope just to see them like reunited, and it was crazy how the crowd reacted too. Like, the crowd was very pro-Shield. It's hard to say if they were pro-Roman or pro-Shield. Um, it felt like it was pro-Roman because when he hit his spear and, like, got his stuff in, they popped really huge for that. And the the thought that I kept having was, like, this reaction that they're giving Roman in these moments when he's with the Shield, uh, that's exactly how we ended up with Roman being the guy. So, like... You react like this when he's in the group, and you make him feel like the Michael Jackson of the group, and then he goes solo, and then you try to try to boo him, and it's not doesn't work like that. But
0: how, I just find it amazing how good this appears to be for all three of them.
1: Yeah, and I like the new merch too. They have, they already have a new shirt.
0: Oh, they they were they were ready for that, which to my point shows yeah. we're doing this till probably the Rumble or close to it. And why? I think, because
1: they have new shirts. That's
0: just that's just more evidence. I just think it makes perfect sense that you would have them through Survivor Series. But on top of that, new shirt. Why not rock out and do this thing for a little while? I don't see any need for them. Like, if you're going to do this, let it be something until you start, you know, figuring out what they're going to do for Mania. Or does this mean SGG that the Triple Threat is at Mania and there is a split again?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like they should do it long term, I'm with you. Like at least through Mania, maybe even build up another super group, finally put the club together, whether it's with Finn or AJ and then let them go. But the only part where I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit is that the shirts mean something. Because I remember I recall a time and I recall a team, um, Y two AJ that lasted like that. They had shirts. Damn, you're right. And it meant nothing because they came in and out. And at the, I think that was so grimy that WWE sold those shirts knowing the plan the whole time. Like, let's make the shirts. Let's sell the shirts. Let's put them up. Let's pull them down. And they like were put together to break up.
0: And uh, speaking of the devil, I, just because you said that, it reminded me of it. I would just like to say that did you did anyone else have a thought when KO talked about Sammy and them being best friends. Did anybody think about Chris Jericho at some point coming back? I did not think about that. For some reason, when he was like my best friend Kevin Owens, all I could think about was Chris Jericho saying my best friend Kevin Owens. And I was like, I wonder if there could be something fun here. Some sort of Chris Jericho tag match that could be fun. I'm interested to see that. I don't know who it would be. I'm not going to lie. But like, couldn't you just see them having parading around about their around, about their best friendship and how they're best friends? And one day in the middle of it, Jericho's music
1: hits. But it wouldn't be Shane, though, right? You think? Shane and Jericho? Ooh, that's not bad.
0: But like, yeah, I mean, it'll
1: finally get Shane a win, I'll tell you that.
0: That would be maybe, maybe it would. Anyways, back to the Shield. <laughs> I think it's uh, I think it's Mage, and I think it's awesome how well it's working for all of them. Listen, I'm sure there'll be parts during it that I'm like, okay, you know, like we we can we know in TLC, like they, I would the, you know how they put odds up like the betting odds, the betting odds for the Shield versus the Miz might be the highest
1: odds in the history of pro wrestling. The Miz and Braun Strowman. Oh, is that confirmed? It's four and th- it's four on three, yeah.
0: All right. Well, I had a busy week, okay? I had a, I had a really I had a very challenging week with these baseball playoffs of my wife trying to get T V time. Were they they confirmed that it's Braun Strowman as well? When do they do that? At the end of the yep,
1: show? On Mon- on Monday. At the end of Raw? No, it was towards it was like after like between that ten o'clock and like uh, main event spot. When The Miz ran up to Karen Angle, was like, you know, the SHIELD need to be held to their word. They said they could beat uh, any four, five, or six of us, so I want to add a partner. And so it's it's Miz and The Bar and Braun Strowman. So I think it's the four of them versus Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins and... Demon I would, Brooks.
0: I I would still say that's
1: the the odds are still very high in favor of the Shield, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it has to be like they're coming back and they, I think they lost, they didn't lose that many uh, six man tag matches in their time together. I know they took one L to the Wyatt family, and I feel like Team Hell No and somebody beat them, but those are the only two losses that come to mind. Especially in six man, like they would, they ran that.
0: It'll be fun though. What else are you excited about uh, at TLC?
1: Yo, that's the one. Like, I'm sorry, no, no disrespect to anybody else and what they have going on, but like that—that's the one that that has me the most excited. Honestly.
0: Uh, SGG, uh, do you have any other stats of uh, confirmed matches? Do you know what the other confirmed matches are
1: for TLC? Um, you have the Alexa bliss, uh, Mickey James title match. You have Enzo and Kalisto cruiserweight championship, um, cruiserweight championship match. Let's also
0: take a minute real quick, a real quick minute to say, I don't care what anyone says that Enzo Kalisto match was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, it was. I'm not, I'm not knocking it at all. I thought that was a good, I thought
0: that was a, I thought that was a good looking match.
1: Yeah, it was. Better. I I enjoyed it more than I was expecting to.
0: I thought Enzo deserves credit. I thought he did a. I thought he did a. Re, I thought Enzo did a really nice job, and I was surprised that they pushed that up. I didn't quite understand. I didn't quite understand why, like where the story goes now. But you know what? Well, the same. Ties I've into... said that every time though. So,
1: yeah. And honestly, maybe, it, maybe, it, maybe it's a way to get rid of that clause because that clause was very annoying.
0: It, I, wonder if, I wonder if Neville could somehow tie into this at all. Maybe it's more of a story and Enzo is going to come back. Yeah, I don't know. Uh,
1: Asuka, Emma, is that official? That is a thing. Confirmed. That is a thing. Um Can't say that I was excited about uh, Oscar's debut. I don't know how excited I am that um, it's going to be against Emma.
0: I mean, it has to be squash of Jace, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. She got to do exactly like she did in NXT. Just beat her up, take the win, and um, and let that be that.
0: So real quick, you have Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James, the Shield versus. Not the misdrage, but Braun Strowman, the Miz, and the Bar, Oscar versus Emma, Callisto and Enzo More. What are they going to add? What else gets added here? Because they need a few more matches here. There'll be something. There'll be something
1: with well, Jason they have Jordan. Two championships locked up. Yeah, the the Brock Lesnar's not going to show up, so the Universal Championship is off the table. Um, the tag team champions and the Intercontinental Champion are all involved in that. That. Uh, big main event, so those titles are off the table, so there ain't going to be no more championship matches added. Um, I don't know, something with Jason Jordan maybe? Like yeah, that's said. what I was saying.
0: Jason Jordan, I assume, will do something. What that is, I'm not exactly sure. It's uh, it's, it's sort of interesting because I, I am excited about this car, particularly because of the Shield, but the fact they only have four locked in right now is interesting, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is, and I, I don't know. Maybe do they do they throw in like a number co- one contender match for something or other? Titus Brand has to have some type of role too, at TLC. Like this is a prime opportunity with they have they have the room to. You throw. think They're Apollo in Cruz,
0: Apollo Cruz versus um, who did he have? Elias.
1: Elias, yeah. I mean, I'm down to see that again. I don't.
0: I mean, I I, I know, lie. but I I need to I need some proof that Apollo Cruz can ever win a meaningful match. I need that. I need proof. Otherwise, how do you ever check in? How do you really care about a match if you really believe he's going to lose every time? Uh, and Guys, real quick, also want to apologize to everyone for the schedule being off this week, the last few weeks. I am going to try to really get us more consistent here, SGG. Really going to work on getting back to Wednesdays, keeping it together, and knocking out Wednesdays. But we've just been struggling a bit recently, so we'll do our best. SGG, do you have any stats today?
1: Um, no, no stats, no stats.
0: All right. Well, listen, um, good luck this weekend. I I hope that, uh, delicious chicken
1: finds you. Delicious chicken is always in my future. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is a quote for the ages. That might be the next shirt. Delicious chicken is always in my future. Oh, I love that. Greg, uh, SUG, it's a pleasure. I also want to give a shout out to, um, to Conrad and Bruce Pritchard. I thought they, I just got to listen to the Heenan episode. I thought it was tremendous. I thought Bruce really brought it for the Heenan episode. Loved getting to hear it. I recommend it to everyone. And SUG, do me a favor this weekend and, and go ahead and stay mage, will you?